Welcome back to another episode of the Genius for Geek Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Genius for Geek Podcast. And what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode number 39 of the G's for Geek podcast. This is our first time. Well, is it our first time doing a... Well, it's a pre-recorded, but it's it's, it's our first time just saying, hey, we're just going to do this as an online thing and you can catch us. Yeah, because I know we've been wanting to do it in person, but, you know, with everything going on, it's doing it in person just seems impossible at this point. Everything, everything, yes, because we are, ladies and gentlemen, we are still facing a pandemic, even though half of us are trying to return back to a sense of normal, and half of us are trying to redefine what normal is, and there's those that are just, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't mind me, I'm just over yeah. here adjusting. It's been a while, so I'm really, like, adjusting my camera and everything. Wait, what, what kind of shirt are you wearing? Is that a definition of Geektopian shirt? Yeah, hold on, wait. Uh, oh, I gotta get used to this. Yeah, I can't even do the plug for that. Yeah, oh, what's that? Definition? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I like that shirt. Yeah, that's a that's a Sketchfed original shirt, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I don't know. Will it be on sale? We don't know. Oh, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, G's for Geek podcast is a shoot the shit podcast uh, featuring me, Charlie Radio Williams, and... Sean Luke, Sean Luke, which what I see is Jeff Sean Luke G for G. We're gonna have to edit that out. No, I'm. Come on, let's keep it. Let's keep it simple here. Keep it simple here. What do you the want me to call it? The people know that you're Sean Luke, uh, G for G. They know. Why? Why do you have to be overly complicated? Fine, why? fine. Ready, ready. We're doing this live. Yeah. Apparently, I was told to do this. Yeah. Change that. So Change I'm it. doing this literally in real time. Thank Boom. you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what the people want. The people want your real name, your real hustle, the Latin lover, Sean Luke. That's what we want. So anyway, tonight we are joined by one of my favorite co-hosts of the Nerds of the Round podcast. You know, Um, I feel like you're going to say that for every co-host. Well, no, but Law Law is my favorite. Like if I I had action figures, first of all, we're joined by Law. Uh, from the nerds of the round podcast um so we're going to bring them in uh we're going to get this episode started um and let's just jump into it oh Aww. gimmick infringement gimmick infringement oh there you go Aww. he See, likes me he really likes me listen if if you three were action figures right or oh, for dungeon Lord. since you guys are into dungeon and dragon right you would be you would be the character i want all right, you would be the character that I want. There's there's a there's an unreleased video. There's there's an unreleased video that I did with uh Sebastian, uh your other co-host from the Nerds of the Round, yeah. where at the very end there is a cringy moment where I'm where I go on this whole rant about you being my favorite co-host on that entire show. And this this has never been released because there were some <sighs> editing issues. But listen, just to listen, let you know that if I ever see it, that's gonna be the serotonin that I need for, for, for so. my entire rest of the year. Let's go. And that's why during the episodes, <laughs> during the episode Nerds Around, I'll comment something like, Yeah, don't, I'm in team uh Law's Corner. Like that, so that's just really really weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love you too, Radio Wilson. Uh so gentlemen, how are we doing this week? 
I'm doing all right. You already know I'm swamped at my other job, but you know, mm-hmm. I can't let it affect me. Yeah, no one cares. Um, with that being said, uh, let's oh, bring back. Sorry about that. That was yo, crazy. yo, yo. It's the, it's the power. <laughs> See, right? I don't. It's not me, Sean. It's the. I know. Power. I know. That was the power I know. brought to you by between Steve him Yard. and Sebastian. I get no love, you know. Always uh, getting tossed to, to the be, back. To be fair, you do it to yourself sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. To himself too, like. Yeah, but now, now I have the power. He man. Wait, y'all yeah. both. See what happened mm-hmm. on on nerds is we all now have access to the streamyard. Oh, and, really? Yeah, it's been a problem because we've oh. just taken out Seabass because you know Seabass goes on like little reckless tangents, and we're like, yeah. why? There's filters. There's brain filters for a reason. Like, use them. Uh, for the Geektopians listening uh, on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, we are now using Streamyard. So you can watch us uh, on YouTube. You can watch us on our Facebook, G is for Geek. But every now and then, now that I have this power, I can just silence the Latin lover by removing him out of the room and. <laughs> Uh, Sean, how do you feel about that, sir? Just be honest. How do you feel? Why about am that? I gonna? And he's gone. <laughs> and like that. See, see that power, and he's back. See. Uh, and no I knew that. I knew you were gonna do that. that it's like it's like oh, uh, it's like I'm Loki. You know. Oh it's my like god. Oh yeah, you're gonna show all the variant Lokis of me. Uh, not tonight. I was. So I will tell you this, gentlemen. I was. Uh, has his Lokis made it onto your show? Because I know you guys made a guest appearance on our show and we sell all of the Sean I, Luke well, uh, not Lokis. Yet. Not yet. Not yet? No, no got not it, yet. Got it. So for not season yet. two? Um, probably. Oh, or, or probably. <laughs> so my game plan was, since we were now filming this, was to at least once a week just take a uh, take Sean's Luke head that I have photos of that's already green screen and just attach it to different characters and just and just randomly flash on screen um just as a rant. Uh this is why I up. do not keep my my green screen up after I stream on Twitch. I take my mm-hmm. green screen down and then I go live and I just regular background cuz well, I don't trust people. Well, here's the problem. Yeah. The problem is is that on the Geektopians, we use a green screen for the entire show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have no choice. Sounds, like, take a, sounds like a real personal problem, sir. That's right. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> so you gotta talk to management about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's hard to talk to management when management is right yeah. there holding the Man- button. <laughs> Man- management. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to think. All right, Law. Let's let's jump into you, sir. So oh, you're- no, you I already? keep telling you, gimmick infringement. What? What? Oh, see, what, this, what is this, this gimmick infringement nonsense? Yes, he knows what everybody. I'm talking about. No, he no, knows what I'm no, talking about. No, oh, you no, want me to? You want me to say it? Ahead, We're gonna yeah. give this guy a free plug. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a, he's a guest on the show. Hashtag not law. I'm not talking about law. I'm talking about gimmick infringement for what you're saying. What I said? Let's I jump into it. Oh, 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 Philly, Philly D. Yes, <laughs> no, I, I love me some Philly D. I watch Philip DeFranco every day. You know, are we, are I we, wish he. I wish he did Friday shows, but this is it. I don't. Are think, we no. not fans of Philly D? Like yeah, we're all know. fans of Philly D. That's why I call. That's what I'm calling gimmick infringement. So I can't use. Yeah. Let's Listen. jump into it when I have a guest. I'm not talking about a solo topic. <laughs> I'm talking. About, I have law let's, right here. Let's let's all dive right, so, into it. So, so, so let's geek enough, dive into it. Uh, let's geek dive into it. Do you guys yes. have like different things you use for different 
uh, aspects of like each channel or whatever that you're doing. Because I know personally, like I have for nerds, we have It's Your Boy mm-hmm. Law. For my Twitch, I have my own like catch thing that I do in the beginning. For um, my personal podcast, The Art of Storytelling, I have a sign in, sign, sign out kind of thing. Do you guys do not have that? Like, um, I just I just have radio. I have Charlie Radio. In other radio. words, uh, the, the, we only have an outro, and that's literally yeah. we are out of here. And yeah. the intro is literally this is Charlie Radio Williams, and this is Sean Luke. Welcome mm-hmm. to the na- latest episode of GS for Geek Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's let's just this. We don't even have go into it. Well, well right. The the, the other also, one. Charlie, uh, let me let me tell uh, you right now. I'm pretty sure I said Wilson earlier, and it's always because here's why mm-hmm. that song by Charlie Wilson. Oh, <laughs> name Charlie. Last name Wilson. And I, I always think because not for nothing, he's got a great voice. You got a great voice too. So I'm oh, just like, oh, it's, it's just that you know connection for me. But I wanted to put it out. There's a lot, I, of, I like, there's a lot of love going around. It's interesting. We love you too. Listen, you you took my you took my criticism from the green room and, and, and put in the Latin lover. <laughs> so we did now. I, I, I'm not I'm not upset. You got a happy guest, happy life. Uh, I'm trying to get people to call me radio, and you guys are calling me Rev. I'm like, geez, like listen, listen, hey, listen. You did it to yourself, Papa. You Come did. You, you did. You you did that preaching. Listen, like nothing. To be fair. That is probably one of my favorite things that's happened on our show. I think we talked about it when we did our guest spot for um, for uh, the Ghost Icon. Okay. They, were, they were like bringing it up. It was like the first time we had uh, Rev um, come on. It's one of my favorite now that, moments. Now that Spirit of Ways are coming back, I feel like I should get a preacher outfit that way. Just I can just <laughs> randomly just like just pop one like. Oh. I just don't want to get censored. I don't want to get somebody be like, oh, it's not oh, I, I really just want like a Jerry Curl wig and like oh. and like fake sweat. I just want that. Oh. Oh. Oh, like <laughs> uh, um, like, like sexual chocolate from um from coming to America. Yeah, yep. for real. Sexual yep. chocolate. <laughs> sexual chocolate. Oh my god, I love that boy. Sexual oh. chocolate. That boy good. That boy good. He real good. <laughs> you don't know what about. He good. He good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm glad coming on y'all show is just as crazy as when y'all come on my show. Like, oh. listen, we don't change for nobody. Like, <laughs> well, we try yo, to we actually try to be nicer on your show. Yo, y'all be coming on nerds. So this, not for nothing, you guys and Catch the Craze be coming on nerds, and we would just be here like, yo, I'm waiting for one of y'all to be reckless. Listen, so, uh, I love it. Listen, I'll. If it helps, we tried to be on our best behavior. And and if there's any proof of that, it's literally Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Okay, he's back. I was actually trying to be nice, you son of a bitch. Oh, jeez. Come on, let's try to keep it PG. You know? So what I was gonna say was we were trying to keep our best composure when we did the panel at Imbion Con. Oh, we did. Nobody cursed. You guys did did a really good job. Yeah, nobody cursed. And also thank you for that, because we like all the panels this year, Tosh and I, there yeah. were so many, I couldn't even watch all of them live, and I was sad about it, because I was like, between like three different screens. And yeah, it was a lot. And, and, hey, Geektopians, oh, we, so we do use that term, all of our all of our guests are Geektopians, so you're a Geektopian today as well. Hey, Geektopians, just in case you're wondering what's happening, uh, it was last, uh, the week, the following weekend before. Uh, a was, great just put, con- just say the date. Just say the date. Oh. It was um, August Saturday, 20th, August twenty eighth and twenty ninth. Thank you. Saturday the twenty eighth. On um, we were on a podcast that was on at three thirty, called Breaking into Podcasting. It was us. You guys were catch- on the channel. Eh, 
panel. And this and this is why I don't let him do the promoting here. Let me do this. <laughs> See, I make the mistakes. I make the mistakes. The Listen, I make the mistakes. He actually cleans up for me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, what Law, my favorite guest in the world, is talking about while well, he's like, yeah, well, you're like the third guest, fourth guest, because I can't forget uh, Black Man. Um, I can't forget. forget um, Happy J? No, not Happy J. Black Man. Black Man. Oh, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Carl Blackman was on the yeah. early. G- yeah, literally, his last name is Blackman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. last, name, Blackman. last yeah. name is Blackman. So don't, Law, I see you may be a man confused. No, literally, his name is Carl Blackman. Okay, so let me get to this hashtag free club. Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, um, August 28th and 29th, which already passed, you can catch this on YouTube and Beyond Con 2021, which was awesome um if you were looking for panels from artists who are talking from everything about music to D to creative to cosplay to podcasting head over to that channel um support in beyond con support the nerds around support all the artists who are on that show hopefully we can get them on individually onto g geek and we can get this shoot the shit show going yeah, yeah all of up. the stuff is still up on either the Nerds Around channel, mm-hmm. on the uh, Go Side channel on YouTube, or on the Inbeyond uh, YouTube. Oh, if nice. you guys want to look at them individually, or if you just go to the website inbeyond.com slash con, you guys can check panels there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. All, there, we there have goes. all of last year's panels up there too. Yeah, like, yeah, you guys actually did pretty well when it came to the virtual cons. Thank you. Right? Thank you. And it was just amazing. And I know I'm probably going to be gushing about that for the next few few episodes, So, which is not a problem <laughs> well, for me. So appreciate it because it, it was definitely a lot of work. It was a team effort. We learned a lot from last year trying to do it. And then this mm-hmm. year we were like, all right, not everyone has to be on the same task at once. Makes it easier for one person doing this, one person doing that, one person doing that. So we could all cover our bases. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, I think. So since we're already talking about Emion Con, and, um, let's deep dive into the Nerds of the Round podcast. Um, so it's you, uh, your co-host. Uh, could you all? This is so weird when you say co-host because mm-hmm. all three of you are co-hosts to each other. No one's the main host. So it's right. weird when it's like, this is my co-host. And it's like, who's the who's the real host of the show? Which but that's the thing. That's the whole point of being a co-host. Who's the real? That's the true definition of a co-host. Like real host. I I would say without Jesse, Seabass's wife, all things are possible, and nothing gets done without her. But otherwise, she's she's the unsung hero of of Nerds Around. But essentially, it was from Seabass first. That was like his baby. Uh, I was one of the first guests on, as well as Mayhem Mike, which you guys uh, might have seen on other uh, shows that we've done. And uh, eventually, uh, Tone came on, did a few guest spots as a guest host, um, and then he got put on as the co-host. I was there doing guest spots, like, left and right. They couldn't uh, get rid of me. And essentially, on the first Creator Series episode, I am uh, promoted from uh, featured guest to permanent mm-hmm. co-host. Okay, okay, okay. Nice, nice. So, I like that transition, you know? You you, you ignored the question. <laughs> who is the who's the main? Who's the main? There is no main host. There's, there's like, no main. Supposed, like, I'm, it's like I'm we're starting, not supposed to be main hosts. I'm starting drama here, all right? I, I so want like so, so like everyone have, has their thing mm-hmm. that they do. So mm-hmm. it's 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 all just different things. 
All right. So we have Tone uh, from across the hall coming on next episode. And then Sebastian is coming on. So my goal here, Geektopians. Wait, uh, if I'm you're watching, first? Am I first? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I told you I had, to, I had to get you on first. You're the favorite. <laughs> you are literally you're his favorite. favorite. Yes. You're his oh. favorite. Huh? You're favorite. Right? Love it. So, Love it. had to get you on first. I mean, Sebastian's on like a like a like a very early on episode, but I would, we want to get him back on too. But right. my goal, Geetopians, um, not the trolls, to get one of them to admit that they are the 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 key the key ingredient. You know, I'm trying to start some trouble here. Trying to, try to why why you wouldn't, wouldn't you? Do that? Honestly, honestly, you wouldn't get it because mm-hmm. even so. even on shows like we've had mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. Uh, between this year and last year. Where one of us had to like dip out and we just weren't on a live or we just mm-hmm. weren't on a pre record, and the other two stepped in and they were cool. Sorry, yeah, right. exactly. That, that, like, that, yo, that, like, that, right. that, uh, sorry, we're not doing, we're not doing a what if episode. Right. It's Chef Kiss. I get it, Law. We're not right. doing a what if episode. Like, what if one of the hosts <laughs> yeah. was bigger than yeah. the other? Oh, that would be. That would be awesome. Don't do it. Don't do it. That would Don't be awesome. If, no, can I oh, pitch God this idea? Wait, hold on. Let me pitch this idea. If the nerds around did like three different episodes back to back and released them all in the same day, with one of you being the variant of that episode, that'd be interesting. That's right. I want credit for that. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. Or you, or when my idea, yeah. like what I was trying to do here, but you know, you never listened to my ideas. Yeah. You know, do yeah. our own version of what ifs. Like, my, what, my if, fingers, fingers what if Charlie Williams wasn't a radio, but rather a TV? What if Sean Luke wasn't the Latin lover, but rather a bookworm? And backstage. <laughs> so please tell us, tell us, tell us about the Nerds of the Round. What uh, is it? We are a geek nerd podcast. Uh, covering everything from uh, creators, um, pop culture, anime, um, things of note, uh, you know, TV shows, mm-hmm. movies, the whole sh- the whole ga- uh, gauntlet and gambit. Um, yeah, we're just three guys from the Bronx who like ger- uh, nerding out and geeking out about a bunch of stuff and okay. trying to get our friends on the show so we can. Uh, poke fun at them while taking jabs at each other uh, and uh, deep diving and getting nice, very interesting theories. So we got one uh, actually this past week with Rodney Fike uh, mm-hmm. as one of our guests uh, for the latest episode of What If and the uh, upcoming uh, Multiverse of Madness okay. um, movie. So, you know, fun stuff like that. You guys tend to have a lot of theories when you, because I know that, like you said, you guys cover. Um, you you cover a lot of the MCU shows, but you also I want to say you cover a lot because I believe you yeah. covered MCU. You covered um the Mandalorian. Uh, did you, you our cover first, Game of Thrones? They covered, our, they covered He-Man. Yeah. yeah. So our first um, going going way back. So the early inception of like uh Nerds Around, we did like I remember I was on, I was a guest uh on the Boba Fett uh recap with me and my sister okay then you know we did you know some anime power up um who can beat who like fight club fight battle kind of stuff uh and then later on we started getting more into the you know um like anime shows like we did we did the my hero the second my hero movie and we did a whole you know full recap and review and all that stuff about it um that same day so like there's a clip somewhere in our intro 
where tone is like i'm here and i have my hat and i'm just like this and i'm super hype in most of those clips to be fair i'm a very handsy person but it's that clip where we just saw the second my hero movie and i'm super hyped because he does the uh all my voice um and then eventually we did game of thrones after game of thrones um it was i want to say like a little break we did a lot of creator series stuff i'm trying to figure out what the next movie or the big thing was and then the pandemic hit and we hit like kind of a low of mm -hmm. trying to figure out what to do with ourselves and like what kind of content we wanted to do, how we wanted to evolve with the the fact that we couldn't see each other in person and we couldn't record okay. in person, especially, you know, midway through, they both moved to Jersey. So, you know, it was hard enough to get us uh, together during a pandemic. But now, you know, if they're in Jersey, it's hard uh, to do that as well. And then the Man Mandalorian season two hit and Tone was like, yo, let's just do it live. Like, okay. and we're like, I bet, you know, and I think that, combined with the creator series where we had pre-recorded creator series on one day and the live on Tuesday is really like our bread and butter because okay. we, we love, we love talking to, you know, writers and, and musicians and creators of all kinds. We've had painters, we've had uh, pastry uh, professionals, the whole gambit of, you know, uh, creative uh, artists and what, what have you. And then on the flip side of that, we love bringing them back on the show. We love having you guys on the show and deep diving into cool, fun shows or uh, movies or just things of pop culture note that, you know, we want to get into. Okay. So I did have a question. Um, go for it. As far as like theories go, which one of you out of the three of you creates the most theories, comes to the table with the most fan theories? Interesting. I don't I know. I feel like I feel like it's a uh, tone. I feel like tone tends to bring a lot of theories. Like, I I don't know if tone brings a lot of theories. Though or he he's does. the more factual one. Yeah. So tone tone brings. I think we all bring a sense of like bringing theories to the table. Mm -hmm. I think when tone brings a theory, it much like uh, how our guest Rodney did. It's one of those theories that we didn't think about. So everyone's okay. all over here thinking about this, and tone will just bring something. We're like, wait. Wait, that's actually, that's actually, it's crazy enough to make sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so Tone in that regards, he won't have them all the time. Uh, okay. And then I'll have mine and then I'll either, I'll have ones that I'll, you know, hear on TikTok or YouTube or wherever the internet gives me and I'll share it with the class or um, I'll take theories and start formally, uh, formulating. I know where it's formulating my own theories based on that. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, that sounds right. But you only have half of that. What if it's this, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And everyone's like, hmm, okay. All right. All right. Seabass, Seabass just go off the wall. He'll, he'll, he's the one he'll, he'll go the, he, because he has such a deep, rich comic lore, uh, and comic, uh, knowledge. Okay. He'll go for, the more obscure like ones but they have like reasonable evidence because of the comics okay. yeah but it but it just doesn't fit because we're like oh and this mc blah blah, blah you know and he'll bring up something that happened in the comics and we're like i mean it could work but how and then he'll give the how and we're like that it just still wouldn't like it doesn't feel right but it could work so, so <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to theories, who is the most far off 
He just said it, Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian. And it's not so so much because there's times where he's been right or he's been at least close to right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think with with theories, we're all throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks and seeing, you know, what's far enough out there. What's the thing that uh, isn't getting spoken about? Because a lot of times we hear a lot of the same theories. What was the theories for WandaVision? Everyone was talking Mephisto and everyone's talking this. Yeah. Everyone's talking X-Men. And we all got into the same trap of theories that now we took a step back and we try to go off the beaten path with theories, like have some level of, uh, I don't want to say Real- credit, realism. To realism. Them. Like, there, like there's, I- you can connect these dots. Like you can go but how does that, here. How does that relate to a show like What If Though? Because if you think about it, right, what if is is originally something that's off the wall. Mm-hmm. Like they create a topic like this last this last episode, right? I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? This last ep- this last one was literally zombies, right? And that was mm-hmm. like t- taking the fan favorite comic book miniseries and bringing it to life in the MCU way. Right. Right? So where do these theories go once you know, you have something that outlandish, which, by the way, I believe I made a theory on your guys' show about that being Kang the Conqueror or a version of Kang the Conqueror, the He Who Remains. And I was just like, okay, all right, I know I got one right. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Everyone, eventually, everyone gets one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a broken clock is always right twice a day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, 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 segueing into the MCU, you guys cover. The what if series. So yeah. we're not we're not going to cover episode by episode. Well, because well, just again just again to Sean Luke's like theory thing mm-hmm. about that, we did bring up like a couple things because Seabass raised a question: Is there supposed to be or is there going to be a big bad from this from the what if series that'll be introduced into main MCU timeline or main MCU uh, multiverse or you know yeah, universe. Th- I, I agree, and I think so. Because if you look at the trailers, if you really deep dive and look at the images in the trailers, mm-hmm. you can see that a lot of the multiverse individuals, including Star-Lord T'Challa, mm-hmm. right? They all are actually coming together <clears throat> for like a few scenes, right? And in in, in, if you look at the trailer... Okay, okay. Right, because if you look at the trailer, you see where the Avengers... Um, they show the Avengers teaming up and then all of a sudden they they change and then you see the multiverse Avengers show with Star-Lord T'Challa, um, Gamora Thanos, mm-hmm. Party Boy Thor, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, isolated Doctor Strange because he's in there. And, and he's also in there in another episode in the trailer. He's in there talking to Captain Carter. I kind of think that the person who's going to be the, the main link is the person that we commonly expect, but we least expect, and that's the Watcher. I think I think he's going to he, be the the. I don't think he's going to be the big bad. I think he's going to be the, the big one bad, but I think he's going to be the link, the biggest link. Yeah, well, he's he, Owatu has always been known to break his vow under multiple occasions to interfere. He's done it in the comics. He did it in Ultimate Alliance too, when Doctor <laughs> Doom had the power of Odin. And I guarantee he's gonna do it here when like somebody like Shuma Garath or whoever is gonna come out so and reco- we're thinking, we're theorizing over there that Shuma Garath is going to be the thing that uh unites and essentially is the big bat for that multiverse mm. world or story. 
do you do you think as another theory that they probably come together for the multiverse Avengers to actually stop the impending Kang war? Ooh, that's a good. That's a wow. Uh, I a, never thought about that. That's a, well. So no, that actually works because in my head I was like, the multiverse Kang war is bound to happen again no matter what. However, yes. because of these branching timelines and divergent timelines bringing them all together to fight in the king war was an event that ne- has never happened before yeah because before king never king fought versus himself he yeah. never had himself had to fight these other versions well would this fall under like a secret wars mm. uh, i See, don't think se- so because i think are aren't they supposed to be doing secret wars there i feel like because of the multiverse of madness i think that's going to lead into a, the secret war battle world okay right the battle world version of I, secret war i do i do know we were supposed to be getting secret invasion which um, but it's totally different I, i'll give you i'll give you what what um what rodney gave us so he said that the doctor strange that we see in multi in, in spider-man uh in the new trailer is a scroll and there, that would make sense. And and they were like, and, and we were all like, what? And, and they were like, wait. He was like, wait. So he's telling us, he's like, you got to understand that Marvel, deep seed stuff, movies, movies like, like years before the actual release of the events or the this or the that. Yeah. So now, if we have, we know that somewhere along the line in like the near two three years. Secret invasions coming up. Why not plant that seed now when everyone's casting their doubt on Mephisto land? So we know know that's going to happen. Is secret invasion before or after the Marvel movies? The Miss Marvel movies? Uh, I believe it's after. Okay, because I feel like secret invasion is going to lead into the Captain Marvel 2 sequel. Uh, So wait, the the next one that we know or the one after the third movie no this is the next one we know because that we have photon I, I thought, I thought um monica rambo and, right, right, right. and they're all going to be teaming up in the next movie that's supposed to be coming out in like 2023 yeah but i thought secret invasion was coming out after that unless i, I could be wrong well, there there's been no definitive date. Like right. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking like if secret invasion comes before the marvel movie Right then, Secret Invasion is a catalyst to that. But if it comes after, that means that whatever happens in that in those Captain Marvel two mm. is also going to lead into Secret Invasion. Gotcha. Well, remember, it always depends because certain Marvel movies are are in the time. The release doesn't match the timeline, so certain movies are prequels. So, like Captain Marvel one, the one that nobody wants to talk about, is a prequel storyline the same way captain america first avenger is is a prequel movie so i can see them doing that i can see them doing a a prequel movie first mm-hmm. or uh, no sorry so, a prequel so movie like, a prequel mo- storyline but after okay that's after it's so like doing captain marvel 2 and then having the end of it be like secret invasion and yeah, because I guess Secret I guess should yeah. be the prequel movie where everything they'll show you how everything went down. Yeah, up like right. yeah. like either a scroll civil war happened, or they have the fanatics, scroll fanatics that believe in their queen, mm-hmm. much like in the comics. Aren't we supposed you know? to be getting super scrolls too? Um, that's gonna. I I am praying to the Marvel gods 
that that happens with the Fantastic Kevin, Four. You mean Kevin Feige? But yes, but, by, praise the Lord, the, Kevin Feige. The, the one right? above all. The one above all. <laughs> if he introduces them in some form or fashion after the Fantastic Four movie, then I'll be hype. Okay. Because so Fantastic have, Four is already confirmed, right. and it's coming out after Spider-Man Three. I have my last uh, Marvel question before we move on. Mm. Uh, the overall what if series so far. Mm. Your thoughts? I've loved it so far. So I know a lot of people weren't uh, particularly like interested at first, mm. or they thought the first few episodes were like, "All right, what am I kind of getting myself into?" Whatever, and. I kind of knew, like, I, I knew it was going to be some sort of like anthology esque kind of feel. Uh, the animation looks gorgeous. Um, the voice acting is most of our, you know, familiar voices. So I was here for it, anyways. But the idea that, and I would, I, I heard about DC wanting to do it years ago about doing Elseworlds as like mm. a, you know, an ongoing like series or something, something to that effect, um, which I still think they should do and could do because it's, they're elsewhere stories. I collect a lot of them. They're amazing. Um, but these what if stories, there's so much stuff that they can build off of these what ifs and this like branching this and this one decision affected this. And now we have a whole new 15 million universes because of it. They can have seasons for like 12 years and no one would bat an eyelash because these stories don't, you know, run out. You know, uh, you can, mm -hmm. you can get to a point where if you keep running into the same stories and the same characters, that can get exhausting. Okay. But if they are reflavoring these characters, these characters that we know and love the way they have, like we've seen already two two iterations of T'Challa, uh, and each time we've just been like, yes, like you know what I mean, like yeah, it, it gives awesome. us one last goodbye. It gives you know, one last like, goodbye, yeah. but they're also yeah. they're also you know while very different versions of T'Challa and thrown in different situations. They still feel like T'Challa and they still feel like, you know, a character connection. But yeah. I think that they can't keep using T'Challa for obvious reasons. But, you know, any character, if they kept using Tony Stark, if they kept using this part, it would be like, all right, we have so many more characters. Use so them. I agree with you. But I, in that sense, because I feel like where things would get stumped is the fact that there's other characters that haven't been introduced yet into the MCU. So, for example, if you're talking about the X Men, if also, you're talking about Moon Knight, Moon Knight, if you're talking about Blade, if you're talking about um, uh, Daredevil, if you so, I think what to your point, once the main MCU you uh cinema characters run out, it's kind of like okay, now you need to start getting these other MCU movies out to kind of give us that refresh of new faces, new characters, and then it ties back in. Am I to... crazy, or did they introduce uh, an X-Men character in this last episode? No. They, introduced, they actually introduced an X-Men, a mutant character in Black Widow. Well, we know uh, the bear. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. So the Kurt that we saw is not Kurt Wagner. Oh, my. Yo, I was like... They're giving me accent. They're giving me like the same. No, skinny, that's the dude. That's the dude from Ant Man and the Wasp. I had to tell yeah, my roommate that. Like, yeah, he's the, the he's oh, one of the three well, idiots. Yeah. played by the godly David Demeskin. Yes, 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 God, he, he's actually a character in Ant Man. Oh, yes, yeah. it was nice. It was I, nice to see all the side characters show up for once. You know, absolutely. No, no, no. Because in my head, I was like Kurt, and then I couldn't place him. 
because I knew like he played a character in the MCU, but I was like, yeah, he didn't play. Well, when he so, started talking about Baba Yaga. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah, that was the, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was so, dumb hype. I was um, like, they put it Kurt, and no one's talking about it. So right. something, something to, uh, to talk about real quick regarding what you're talking about. In actuality, the MCU has a lot of untapped potential, even with its current characters, right? They said that they literally had 30 storylines that they could only fit into 10 episodes. So a lot of these stories are being pushed into their second, third season, or okay. you know, whatever the case may be, because they already said it. They're going to continue on with these what-if stories. Like, we're going to see more of what happened with Captain Carter. I want to see more what happens after the zombies. Like, I want to see what happens. Like, that was a cliffhanger. Well, this right? won't be a spoiler. By the time we, this gets released, to? By, by the time this gets released, it won't really be a spoiler. People should have seen it by now. But I was going to say, uh, I want to know more about zombie Thanos. I want to know how he became a zombie. Oh, easy. Probably the same uh, way his goons did. Probably no. the same way. Think about it. Because, in the, okay, spoiler territory mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't watched What If Zombies, right? At the beginning of the episode, right? When um, Hope saves um, uh, uh, Bruce, she literally kills those characters to, the, to their bones. Yeah, but if you think about it, when, um, so right after, um, Right after, uh, uh, oh god, Ooh, wow, Steve Banner, not, not Steve Banner. Um, geez, why am I forgetting Banner's actual first name? Oh, Bruce, thank you. After Bruce <laughs> lands, right, and he comes out of um, the house, right, and uh, Thanos goons show up, and then zombie uh, Doctor Strange started doing the world, mm -hmm. um, and they portaled in. They were attacked immediately by by zombies. So I can imagine that the moment Thanos showed up on Earth, what he wasn't expecting was a horde upon horde of zombies. And at some point where he was fighting them, one of them managed to sink their teeth in him. And I was boom. about to say, because this dude had all four of the five Infinity Gauntlets stones, like he could have easily just wiped out whatever was in front of him. No, that's possible. He had, he had five of the six. Yeah, five of the yeah. six Infinity Stones. He only needed the Mind Stone. Right. Which they're literally bringing to him. But to your point, he, he did have enough power that, yes, I can see him being able to wipe out a few. But like I said, it only takes one nick. of one nick, And I can see that being the case. Like He got nicked. And How do you feel about the joke about the fact that they're putting everything in uh, the word quantum in front of everything now just to avoid the whole science lippy trippy stuff? Like this Is was that... a quantum virus. Oh, because it makes it more acceptable. Yeah. I mean, what else are they going to call it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, Multiversal it's, virus? It's yeah. it's kind of like in Geektopians, you know my rant. It's kind of like how all of a sudden the word variant makes it okay to like alternate stories. Yes. We use the word variant now and it's like, oh, it's not the actual story. It's an alternate story and this makes it okay. So <laughs> when Death Note came out on Netflix, if they would have been like, Oh no! This isn't a, a, a adaptation. This is um, this is a variant uh, storyline. People have been <laughs> take, like, take me out. 
I didn't even watch that. I'm just like, like, (laughs) would it be like it's a variant? You know? No, we're leaving it as it was an English American adaptation. I'm gonna think that way. I'm gonna think that way about all American uh, based. No, oh, I will always call things adaptations. Uh, I I want to segue into uh, more about law, ladies and gentlemen. But this is a rant (laughs) that I have to dive into. Um, Train to Busan, great, great Korean. A movie about zombies. Mm-hmm. I found out this mm-hmm. morning, and maybe I am late. No, nope. but the U.S. is about to do a a remake of that movie, and I just want to say, no, Hollywood, please, no, we, no, no, stop, no. They did a great job with a zombie movie, and we do not need. Uh, an- I mean, another... it it could do, it could essentially be the old boy treatment where it just doesn't really get seen or talked about. Yeah, while yeah. while the old boy uh, remake was decent and it was like not as good as the first one, but it was mm-hmm. decent. It was good. You know, the, you can't the... you can't compare to that freaking that one shot scene like an old boy like that one shot scene. You can never recreate that. So so where where are we gonna stop? And Train and Busan like. Even their own sequel wasn't as good as the original. Well, nobody talks about sequels. Nobody, nobody's talking about that trash. We're talking about the, the main movie, all right? I, I want to ask: Is there ever mm-hmm. a point, and mm-hmm. and maybe that could segue you, you Charlie? Is mm-hmm. there a point where you create something too good that you can't ever continue that story, even though there is left potential for more to expand upon? But yeah, you, it's it's, it's like, called the Matrix. Hmm. Mm. That's spicy Ooh, hot takes today. Uh, that's, I, that's because I just saw that's the trailer a... too, and I'm just like, why? Because um, I feel the seat. I never. I, I'm uh, curious. That's like I'd movie. rather go back to the to the PlayStation stuff that I was watching, because you know Spider Man Two. So I feel that way about Avatar Two when it comes out. That. It's been so long. Of course, they didn't like the first one, so that's just me. Yeah, I have yet oh. to see that movie. Oh wow! Ooh. Wait, right. Charlie, did you like the first one? Uh, well, first of all, the second one hasn't come out yet for me to judge. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Did you like the first one or not? Um, I didn't like the name. The fact that it was named Avatar. Oh, that that was my biggest gripe. But that was, uh, and, then, and then I went in there already <laughs> salty. I went in there you like know, a sour patch kid, but, but just I'm, all salt. I'm ha- I'm I'm happy Airbender was trash because I wouldn't have wanted an Airbender to have the name Avatar. So that that points return. But story wise, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, uh, Alien you movie. You mean Dances with Wolves? You mean uh, Fern Gully? Uh, capitalism. <laughs> it's it's literally so. Let, let me let me lay out the scene for you. I watched this movie <laughs> opening weekend, and I think I got like really close seats. I want to say like. Fifth row seats. It was like he was, I was basically doing this, right? Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then like, I want to say I started watching, and just when he starts like really getting into it, I fall asleep, and I woke up maybe an hour later. And we were still watching the movie. So you mind you, I fell asleep forty minutes into the movie. Uh. Woke up. An hour plus later, and we were still not even, not even like halfway done with the movie. I've done that before. I forgot. Yeah, what that, movie that, was. I, like, I mean, it is it is made by the same dude that did Titanic. So, so 
Right, but like your your that doesn't give you any credence to give me a three hour movie. Like that that's just fluff. It felt yeah. like fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zack Snyder. Visual, yeah, visual. Schneider cut. Yeah. Yeah, that was also fluff. We're not here for it. Uh, <laughs> literally ten percent of okay, visual, go ahead. Sorry. Visual. I'm not gonna show yeah. the visuals. He yeah. literally created the technology to use for 3D. He was like, this is a movie that's meant for 3D. I'm going to use and like, cool. But other than that, not giving me much. It felt like a very reused story, beautiful visuals, and like a forgettable like... If it helps, he he literally spent 10 years trying to make this movie. So, this is what I'm going to say, and this is it unpopular. It makes it worse if it's if he spent 10 years on this. This is going to be very unpopular. Uh, Geektopians, you know, uh, once again, if it's unpopular, <laughs> take that shit to Sean. Um, <laughs> I think... That's that why movie, you're off-frame. When it... Oh, come, oh wow. cool. Um, see, I don't want to send you to the back, all right? Uh, <laughs> is that... Because I know when you get power, it's going to come right back at me, so I'm just going to limit my, my power. Um... I think that movie is kind of like The Matrix to me, where it was good for its time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a cult. Like I, if you watch it now, you're like, "Oh, this doesn't hold up to what we are given now." But is the, if the you Matrix did, as a whole, the whole franchise, or just um, the first movie? No, no, no. Matrix as a whole. Oh, no, uh, I think individual because I think The Matrix. You you can. In one sense, you can look at the first movie and just be like, "Yo, the first movie was great," but then. Looking at our current time, you go, there's that asterisk or that but there, which is like, it's great for its time. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. And this is why I call The Matrix one of those things that you can't really duplicate. Because much like in Avatar. Everybody tried to duplicate that afterwards? Right. Everybody duplicated what happened after that movie. Everybody did the stop motion piece. Everybody started doing bullet time. Right. It became redundant after that movie. That's why I say for me, when you have once in a lifetime movies like that, that literally can change the game there on forward. You shouldn't make a sequel. I'm sorry. I understand people want sequels. I understand Hollywood wants to squeeze that squeeze water out of a stone with that. But if you do something iconic like that, you shouldn't make a sequel. You should literally have an open and shut case, mm-hmm. open and shut case with that. Like, for example, um, Fight Club, right? Um, you know, there's no reason to that movie on its own can. is a is a great movie. No, but, but there there have been talks. There's always been talks about either remaking it or making it a sequel. You know, what happened after the anarchy and all that stuff, you know, and I'd be more interested to see it as a series. To be fair, if you're going to give me anything, I feel like a lot of the times series make more sense because then you can flesh out the story. You can really give us the like, but giving us a new movie, you're trying to fit a lot into a very short time piece and it usually falls flat. And the perfect example of that to me, The Purge. Yeah. uh, The Purge, I've I've watched the two seasons of The Purge, Mm -hmm. right? And oh my God, that opened up so many avenues of storytelling that the movies just could not do. I am on the flip side. So, well, not the flip side. So I watched the first Purge. I watched the second Purge. Enjoyed them for the most part. Then I remember uh, uh, my, my friend was like, yo, let's watch the, the series. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, all right, cool. The first episode, I was just like, nah, this ain't it. 
Okay. It felt it felt too purge flavored. I guess is the word. Yeah, but we, after it's much like with a lot of TV shows. Once you get past like the first <laughs> few episodes, it gets better. I'm but sorry. That, I'm, I hate that argument. I hate. I, look Jay, at Arrow though. Look at Arrow. Arrow's first six episodes was trash. Can, can we hold? No, no, no. no. So, so people give me the. You you gotta wait and get into it. I'm an anime head. I know how to wait and da da. I've done it with Breaking Bad. Ask me if I finished Breaking Bad. Wow, You're, you 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 no, didn't finish one of the greatest television can, shows of all time. Now no, no, ask me when I stopped. Season I, two, can, like can early I, on, season two. That's when it gets good. Nah, you you had me for a whole season and change. Like, come on now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Geektopians, uh, if you're listening, uh, we have a new product that we want to give you. Um, if you're uh, meal prepping or cooking anything, uh, we have this new season. It's called um, the Purge Seasoning. Um, it goes on all meals. Uh, it tastes um, like a purge. If you ever wanted that purge taste, uh, try, purge, try purge. Try Purge Seasoning. Um, what, Sean? What? Law coined it. Law said purge seasoning. It had that purge <laughs> season. Nobody heard this. <laughs> Nobody was going to touch this. I, I, I didn't even answer. I didn't even hear it. He I didn't even purge I was so seasoning. immersed in what I, he was saying. I, I appreciate you, Charlie, because I saw you react to it. I, was like, I, was like, <laughs> I, I did not because I was actually listening to what you were trying to convey. Wow. Well, that I, I, I bypassed listen, that. Listen, listen, I was trying why, to listen, this, but this once you said need, this is why you need multiple both uh co-hosts because yep. one person catches one thing, one person catches the other thing, and I, you make the like I'm catching right. I'm catching what you're saying, and that's a whole other conversation. Like we can talk listen. about conversations that of shows that it, by majority <laughs> seem to be great, but don't have the best starts. Okay, right? There are shows out there that are like that. Um, then there are shows that are great. Yeah, the slow burn. Then there are shows that off the gate are amazing. Like, in my opinion, uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, which you you always go back to that. I always go back to that because that was a great show that ended too early. Are you the sea bass of the group? Come on. Why? So sea bass always has, like, the one thing that he always brings up every every like thing so yeah, he, yeah. so so tone brings up berserk that's his like thing <laughs> but like but like we get it but that's his one one thing seabass brings up like he'll bring up either good or bad he'll bring up bvs as one of yeah. the bad things or the cases and then he'll bring up bad anime that we forced to watch. Like he always has a thing that we're like, why are you still bringing this up? So Charlie's reaction to you going and bring up Sarah Chronicles <laughs> is me and Tone's reaction to him bringing up BVS for like the 16. Oh, is, is it like when you guys hear it, it's like, just let him have the moment. Just, oh, just let him. Yeah. But know. I didn't even see it for that long. Like I literally just for, mentioned it, which is crazy. Cause at this point, Sean doesn't even have to say the whole show title. He, the moment he says Sarah, I'm like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> The Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles. But then Buffy you have other shows like Buffy. Buffy, I think to me was a slow burn. It had a uh, good, had a good few good episodes in between. Uh, Firefly, I, but I didn't, didn't get enough. I just want to put that out there. Firefly felt like it needed it, it needed more of a following. Uh, and I make fun of what? 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 Nobody what? was watching the show. You lie, sir. People you watched lie. the show after it got canceled. You you lie, sir. Uh, but then again, I shit on Firefly all the time. That's people uh, giving. That's people giving roses after after they're uh, already gone. That's true. Yeah, 
I shit on Firefly all the time. Uh, I, I like to use a, a Cleveland Brown Jr.'s quote. Uh, not everybody can be Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I always compare it to one of the greatest sci-fi shows ever, Battlestar Galactica. Well written. Had wait, how many original or remake? A remake. Uh. Remake was remake was beautiful. I was never the, a Battlestar Galactica kid. I was a Stargate kid. That was a that was a first of all SG one. SG one. Geektopians, I'm about to say something real crazy. Amen. I I'm into dark writing, and a lot of dark writing will will like depending on how dark the writing is, I will get glued to see what happens next. In the first episode, first episode of Battlestar Galactica, not within what twenty minutes of the episode, the uh lady uh, uh oh god was it Android Six kills. A person, not just any person. She snaps the neck of an infant so that the infant would not have to succumb to the nuclear attack that was about to happen. That is the darkest shit I've ever seen. And people do not use the imagery of kids dying. They didn't use the imagery. They showed her hand reaching into the the the, the basket or whatever, and you hear the snap. And in your mind, at least, and I'm like, this is dark. And that Yo. to me set the tone of that show, and I'm like, "Wow, wow!" And they got away with it. That's and it's, Black Mirror. So I always yeah. use Black Mirror as my like. You want a show that's gonna give you what this show is about in the first episode? Black Mirror. Uh, but the Black Black Mirror is, is because it, it, if you're an old head and you're used to like the Twilight Zone, and there's another show that Twilight Zone kind of mirrors Outer Limits. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like you kind of know what, what you're if? about to get. It yeah, but you you kind of know what you're going to get out of a show like. Well, that. I don't think anyone was really prepared. Like, all right, with Black Mirror, I don't know that people really understood how how crazy they're going to get. Prior, I would say prior to Black Mirror anthology shows like that, where each episode was its own thing, was like a dying breed. Right. Mm. So when Black Mirror came back with that, and to me, actually, I honestly thought that there would be more anthology shows following that. Well, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele's take on the Twilight Zone, and this is a good comparison, Twilight Zone and Black Mirror. I think what what became the creative change is that the stories were more related to real life. And our current technology, our current stance as far as capitalism and and social media goes. And I think that's why it's more entertaining. Where past episode of Twilight Zone is that sci-fi, you know, what if this, what if like aliens, what if this, what if that, where Mm -hmm. this is that what if, but it's so close to home that I wouldn't be surprised that in the next 20 to 40 years, we look back at Black Mirror and we're like, Somebody somewhere pulled the Simpsons and they called it. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, especially with Black Mirror. Like, like the, I Black believe Mirror is all too like it's like a that very, social like, media system. Mm-hmm. That episode where they use the social media system. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yo, that got me. And the fact that I saw it later on in another TV show. Right, they're using that same premise, and I'm like, "Yo, okay, so we are literally like a few years away from having that to be a reality." Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think the, the the writing in that was so brilliant because it it it's scarier because it feels so grounded and real because yeah. it feels like 
it's not a leap to get there. It feels like we can stumble into that tomorrow and we'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and it's on us for not seeing the signs, but the signs have been there. They've always been there. And now, like, with these uh, upcoming media sources and, you know, these shows and what have you, we're seeing them and reacting to them in real time. But the signs have been there for years, years. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking about dark content and writing, let's jump into some talk about creativity. Creativity with law from nerds of the round podcast just have to plug it in there again no um if you're yeah, tuning in uh to g Street, uh you are a hour in at this point uh and we are joined by uh co-host of the nerds and round podcast law it's your yes. boy law that's how you say it, right it's your it's boy, boy law yeah okay and once again uh sean the latin lover and me that's charlie right. radio williams um Law, something that we were talking about the other day, and this ties into like just being creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's, let me just throw this up on the screen for those who are watching. Creative mental block, CMB. Wow, I want to coin that if nobody knows that CMB, <laughs> or unless that's an acronym for something else, and it could be something really dirty it and raunchy. I, 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 I hope not. I believe so, actually. I, I feel like it is, but I can't remember what. Um, we were talking about this the other day, like it's that you get to a point when you're being creative or when you when you come from a creative background you get to a point mm. where you you're on this really hot big high and I, I like to call this the wave where every now and then a, a inspirational wave or it might be a few weeks it might be a couple of days it might be a month or two you're on this wave and this wave can also play out in your own personal life your age where you are at at that moment and then you hit that cliff of the wave or um where the wave dies down and you're just like, where am I now? Am I where I want to be? Like, what's going on? And that can be really, he told me, if you understand what we're talking about and you relate to this, like, like that's a feeling that can be really like, like, like heartbreaking. Like, cause you're, you, you focus so much on, on either writing, uh, dancing, whatever your, your, your medium is. And then you're just like, I don't know where to go from here or, and I don't know if I'm there yet. Like, so I, I know we were kind of deep diving into this. Um, so creative blocks can come out for a, a number of reasons. I know uh, personally they've come for either um, burnout. Burnout could be a thing where, you know, you're, you feel like you need a break and then you take that break. And then we come back, you're like, I don't know how to do this anymore. Like, you know what I mean? So you're so you get put into like a a forced stop, if 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 you know if that makes it any better uh, to visualize, where you know you're doing a thing, you're riding this wave, and all of a sudden you just get smacked. There's no momentum, there's nothing, and now you're just like, but wait, I know, and you're forcing the creativity, yeah. and it's like, why isn't it? Why isn't it there? And it's like, nah, you, you, you need a break. You just need an actual break. Um, yeah. And and so, then, and so, yeah. Good. And sometimes outside activities. So the pandemic, mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, a lot of people in the creative fields and, you know, we've heard uh, a lot of people who've like come onto your podcast, talk about this too. Like whether it's writing or doing comic books, like, you know, cons being shut down or finding new ways to engage mm-hmm. your audience like like 
something I was telling you prior to Sean coming in, coming on was like me and Sean in in the background would be like, yo, like the you guys do a lot. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah. you guys navigated from in person, from doing things in person to saying, okay, we are a brand. How do we continue to grow? And you found your niche by jumping on to do live, to do all right, you know what? We have we have the 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 tools with social media like StreamYard, uh, uh, OBS. Um, so uh, long as we still have the ability to stay connected, I mm-hmm. think that's what our audience appreciates. The, like that feeling of us being connected. So because you know, mm-hmm. even when you guys have been on the show, they see like you know, I haven't met you guys. Well, I met Sean in person, but I haven't met you, Charlie, in person. But like, whenever we're on together, it feels like you know we're in the same room. We have that same you know match of energy where I don't know that a lot of people can just fall into that groove after mm-hmm. being in person for so long. And, you know, it's, it's a shame because a lot of people have a really good in-person groove. And I love hearing those shows and those podcasts, but they had to stop because they just couldn't do it digitally. Either that, that, um, that lack of connection or that lack of authenticity, like some, something, there that was there is now missing and they don't know how to get that back mm, which uh, yeah. which also plays inside uh creative block of like how do we figure this out uh i think it's that and i don't want to say chemistry because i think chemistry deals more with like oh no chemistry is that energy that you have with something and i don't think it just relates to like a person it could be um uh that motivation you know like you know and i'll give you a good example so like at the beginning, at the end of 2019, uh, I think the, the what Sketchpad's been together for about three years now, right? Three, four? Yeah. Four, you were on year four. So I think at the end of every year, me and Sean uh, and the rest of the team that was with us, we would sit down and say, okay, this is how we're going to go into the new year. These, these are the mistakes. These are the things we want to do to grow. And we were hype. We had super energy. Like, we were like, okay, we're going to... These are the cons we're going to go to. And this is how we're going to network more. And then COVID struck. And slowly that in-person, I think the chemistry for us was the in-person. Once that got eliminated, then it became, where do we go from here? You know, cons are closed. Okay, we can't do that. Um, How do we film Geektopians? How do we film geek uh like how do we interact with each other and you guys jumped on board and was like okay we're gonna go here where for sketch fed we were like we went the different path and it's not a path that i regret i think it was one of the 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 best decisions was okay we can't put out content right or we don't want to put out content let me say that because during 20 20 was really one of the best times to put out content because people were home and people wanted content. And if I could have think, done things differently, I would have pushed for us to go that direction. But we went down the direction of, of okay, let's learn camera. Let, let's really learn photography or a, a sense of photography. Let's really understand a sense of film. Um, let's get, um, let's watch uh, tutorials like on Skillshare. And that was the wave. There was that motivational wave, but then we hit that that rocky cliff, or where we had all this information, and we felt like, okay, where do we go from here? And slowly, 
but surely we all we came we fell into our creative blocks or we we you know like i i know i and i i can admit this i went through a really dark depression um in a small room um i wasn't socializing with anybody i was also out of work at the time so it was kind of like i was i was dealing with a a a relationship that should it should have stayed a friendship versus becoming what it was and it was just impacting me creatively because i i'm like here's my outlet i know what my outlet is but i can't do the things that i want to do so i asked how for when, when yourself you, when your uh, coping mechanisms become your outlets become your creative passions then become your hobby mm -hmm. uh jobs whatever they become afterwards yeah. is always that struggle um I've had that since I was a kid. I've turned every thing that I'm interested in into a coping mechanism, into a hobby, and then to a passion. And from a passion, I've turned into something that I do now. Um, the trouble I think I ran into over, and I had a very similar situation uh, to you, Charlie, um, with uh, the pandemic. Like, hot off the heels of 2019, I was maybe 80% done with season two of a, of a series that I was working on for YouTube um, with my buddy. And uh, we were filming like the pilot uh, early episodes of another uh, uh, um, series that I was working on with uh, Geek Ronin, who I work on with Tommy and, and the crew. Um, I had just did a uh, documentary. I did a, um, I was set photographer for a YouTube series for another company, which was dope. Like, oh, man, 2020 was looking great. I like, have the picture of me just looking out the window going, 2020 is looking up. <laughs> I was stunned. I was wrong. And, you know, for a long time, I sat there uh, on my couch, kind of just uncertain for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and in a time where, you know, you want to be creative, it was hard to be creative because I didn't know where I wanted to put my energy, where I wanted to toss, you know, stuff into the ethos and, and what have you. A lot of times I run into a lot of creative blocks because um, when I, and I think we talked about this, uh, Charlie, where I pull, like my depression helps me get a lot of uh, great writing done because it's a great outlet for me to um, express myself and, alleviate a lot of the pains or pressures of life is what it is um it, it helps to translate what's up here put it on a page or put it somewhere and now it's easier for me to have this uh for someone if they're like hey what's going on with you i'm like this is what's going on with me i i write in a very um almost like a photorealistic kind of way I don't know if, if, if that makes sense, but I try to be a very imaginative writer so you can see and visualize and put yourself in the story or in the poem that I'm writing. So a lot of the times um, the trouble is I come from that place or I pull from that place. So a lot of them start to blur into the same piece okay. and the same, you know, uh, writing in the same, you know, uh, situations and the same uh, stories for the most part. So, I was stunned. I get stunned with like, nah, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want, because they all feel the same. They all look the same. So I have to take a step back. Um, mm -hmm. With 
the pandemic, thankfully, one of the things that we did, um, we had, you know, when Tom said, let's do lives. Lives allowed us to create a freedom to not be so locked into something because there's shows coming out every every week. There's movies coming out all the time. So we could just, you know, bounce off each other and we have a good chemistry, we have good flow. So that really helped for that. Um, the other thing that really helped me was D&D. D&D for me became a really big outlet for not only uh, creative thinking, creative collaboration, but just thinking about scale for the most part so you have you know your character you have your party then you have the you know mission or place that you're in and then you have the world and then sometimes like us we deal with multiple worlds and multiple planes of existence um and seeing that being able to go micro and go macro and you know do the whole thing made it um easier for me to get some of those uh, creative cobwebs shaking loose because okay. there was such a big part where when when you especially when you are creating a character and Sean I'm sure you could attest to this when you're creating a character a lot of the times in D&D they're, you don't realize it and especially your first character they're pretty much you your character you go oh I'm just playing a version of myself if not myself you know <laughs> yeah actually yeah you know, so you know, I realized early on that I'm playing versions of myself, and I'm now my characters somehow hit points that I'm dealing with, and I'm like, oh, well, I want to work with them on that. I want to get past them on that. Um, so a lot of the creative blocks, I think, help um, have been alleviated or, or have um, done a 180 when I have. A little bit of creative collaboration so when i understand that i don't have to work on something about myself because if you're going to be in the space in your own it's it's bad enough that you're in your own headspace a lot of the times and a lot of us don't like being our own heads we don't like ourselves that whole you know uh negative gambit of it or, or negative aspect of it but the benefit of like going to a close friend or going to you know someone that you uh trust with a project is you start bounce if you have good chemistry you start bouncing ideas and going back and forth the pen just flows so much easier mm-hmm. it's like there was a the little little bit of like a, a pebble and that pebble just got knocked away and the ink just flows like it's no tomorrow sometimes it's yourself sometimes you are your own block because mm-hmm. you are seeing stuff and it all just feels the same it's all just one big blur and it usually takes your friend or whoever you know that person could be um to be like hey this is really dope let's expand on this or let's go this way with that um and then also just being inspired again in, in general is so hard and i feel like it's so fleeting um someone someone raised the uh the thing where like inspiration and motivation aren't things that are sustainable for a creative while they are things that so it's it's a very wild statement so the way i understood it was inspiration comes to you once every so often right you got a flash a spark and you're just like oh now i gotta what are the cases 
but there's a lot of time where you get the inspiration. Now you don't. Now you need the motivation. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you have the motivation, but then you don't have the inspiration because you're like, I feel like doing something today. I have no idea what you want to do with yourself. So, what they said is sometimes you just have to do things, and then it'll figure itself out. So if you start, you know, writing or you start planning on something, start doing X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it just happens that this block isn't really a block. You see, you see blocks as for some people, it could be like as big as the Great Wall of China. Mm. When really, in all actuality, it's probably like a baby gate, and we're working ourselves up about it because we're just like, oh man, I can't get past this. Oh man, I'm so I'm so fixated on what's blocking me, and not, oh, I'm just looking at this wrong. Do you think that's because at times we tend to put a lot of stock and energy into the idea of motivation? I heard I think I want to butcher this. Uh, I remember I was um, this is when I was at some point I was jogging. Like, I was like, I, I, you know, I started putting on weight and I was like, let me go for morning jogs. And I was listening to Jocko and I feel I'm going to butcher this. Um, there's something that he would say is he was like, stop relying on motivation because motivation is a feeling. And that was very powerful to me because I never thought about it in that light Hmm. that when you're creative and you get hit when you when you're on that wave of motivation, you put more attention and energy into that because you've now said whatever this feeling is, I want to create more of it. But the problem with wanting to create more of it is that there are limitations. And I think sometimes we die, we we dive so deep into it that in us diving deeper into the idea, we keep building up the these. We keep building this platform for it, but we're we're actually putting more limitation on ourselves, you know. Or and by limitation, I kind of mean also like expectation. Like, okay, I need to have this done. I need to accomplish this. Um, a good example is um, the Edward B. Red series that I was writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so transitioning out of the okay let's watch film and videos i started writing and sean was like yeah that's what you should be doing because you know i know you're you're freaking losing it charlie so i started writing and for me i create everything from from my comic strip um the things i don't talk about to edward v red it's always coming from like an internal like this is this is my real life i can only tell you the story from my real life so transitioning in the film i'm like okay i want to tell these stories but I can't do this by myself. But if I do get to do these, what do I need right now? So that when I get to that point, I can do it. So equipment, we're, we're good. Writing and need some more tweaking locations. We'll figure that out. So that kept me going until I reached my limit. And my limit was I was ready to go and I wasn't ready to go. And when I hit that wall, um, my depression was like down. Like I didn't want to create nothing. Um, I think I even showed somebody like the footage and they made fun of the footage. And it was more like me reaching out saying, okay, what do you think about this? Instead of realizing, you know what? I gave them something that wasn't really substance. I didn't give them enough of my idea. I gave them like a single frame shot and I just wanted their feedback. And I realized Oh, you can't do that either. Like you can't jump the gun. You can't 
once again, you can't build upon your motivation and make your motivation more than what it is. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to take it one step at a time. And if Absolutely. you're dealing with any form of depression or any form of creative block, I don't want to say that a lot of it comes from giving your motivation too much attention. I think a lot of it can come from the burnout from 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 the motivation, like what the energy you put into it. It just comes from don't, that burnout. Don't focus on don't focus on destination. Don't focus on goal. Don't focus on, you know, the big picture because a lot of that, especially when you're in that, in that space is heavily influenced by energy. Sometimes you just have it, you have it in the tank and you're like, bet I want to do this. And then one thing could take it all out and you're just like, Oh man. So, you know, it's, it's hard because you always have to do, you have to be really good at checking in with yourself and being, you know, painfully aware of yourself. Um, And it's hard in the beginning if you're not used to that, if you're not used to being able to be like, am I just having a bad day or did this really bother me? Like what, what's going on? You know? Mm. Um, And then also I think is a good way to mitigate that is have a, have not so much a goal that's not start start by doing something a little bit at a time each day build that build habits and then eventually those habits will essentially be the things that you don't want to not do okay after after like 20 something days a month or the cases if you miss that one day where you're like oh man i didn't do it like oh man like that's going to be your motivation to keep going Cause you want to, you built something for so long. You're like, oh man, like, and I'm not saying, you know, do something and, you know, never do anything else. And, and, you know, you can't give yourself breaks. I bust my behind and became a Twitch affiliate and then had like almost two weeks so far, full weeks where I was just like, yeah, I'm burnt out. Like I have so much going on and I'm taking off. Doesn't mean that I'm not still, you know, I just came off stream like a little bit before, you, you know, I jumped on here. It happens, but build the small habits of I'm going to do this, you know, on this day and this day, I'm going to do this for a little bit on this day. So like now, like I have a little bit of routines of like, I'm going to do Spanish on Duolingo in the morning for 30 minutes. I'm going to do a couple brain games and exercise and and teasers for like another 30 minutes. I'm going to do Skillshare for an hour or however long a class is. I'm going to do some writing for like another hour. And those are little things, but that's, all before I start my actual day. Those are like my, what I do to like do my morning routine. If I can add on to that, and and I want Sean to chime in here. I'm also going to say Geektopians practice identifying what's missing, practice identifying what you know you can do and Mm -hmm. practice identifying like capacity. Yeah. And I say this because when you, so one thing that I realized, uh, and I tend to do this whenever I'm coming out of being depressed, is once I realize the things that I'm not doing versus the things that I am doing that kind of, you know, encourage me staying in that in that place, I then start working towards, okay, these are the things that I can do, you know, um, and I'll use one uh, very small example. I meal prep my dinners for the week now. And I feel great cooking when I'm depressed. I will spend money on takeout and I will buy to feed my eyes and not my stomach. 
But no, me, I like the joy of cooking. So that has kind of that. I think that was one of the first positive methods, like me getting back in the kitchen, me messing with ingredients. But I kind of identify, okay, this versus this. All right, tell you're getting out of the fog when you're doing something. So, absolutely, absolutely, it's one of those things where you know. Again, like like we've said, it's checking in mm-hmm. and being a hundred percent real with yourself, which is a very, very hard thing to do. Um, kind of having that sense of recognition and being able to understand what your capacity is. There are some days that I have dedicated to not do anything uh. because I didn't like. So, you know, someone was like, "What's your self care routine?" And I was like, "Haha." I don't do like you know you know what I mean like that awkward laugh and they were like yo law you gotta take care of yourself and I was yeah. like because I went so long with not understanding that giving others giving to others or being for others first mm-hmm. and being oh don't worry about me don't worry about me it's actually a bad thing it's like yo you yeah. gotta gotta work on you so now mm-hmm. giving myself and allowing myself that time to be like all right what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to get to? You know, I say don't focus on goals, but if you have goals or you have a plan of like, you're like, oh man, I have this itch of something. Like I want to write a book and it's just there. And you're like, all right, it, you know, how do I get from there? What book are you writing? Start really small with like the basic stuff of like, what am I going to write? Am I trying to write a comic book? Am I trying to write a book of prose? trying to write short story i'm gonna try and be a part of an anthology i want to do it on my own do i want to self-publish ask yourself little questions but don't dive in going i need to write 500 words today and if i don't oh man what was me because i've seen that i've seen i've done it and i've had you know my friends around me who were like so focused on the goal of the Mm -hmm. like i have to write 500 words or else i'm not going to have a great writing day no right yeah whatever comes out comes out if you write a paragraph sometimes that's the most bomb paragraph you're gonna get mm-hmm. you know that's that's the thing that you know sparks all the other stuff that's coming gonna come later but yeah. start very small and be a hundred percent real with yourself you know when you're finding yourself in a block figure out what figure out first of all what the block is is it that you don't have the energy and capacity to write, or do you feel like everything that you're writing feels the same? Hmm. You want to write, but everything just feels like it's all melding into the same piece. And you're like, I want something new. So if those are the case, create collaboratively. If creating collaboratively isn't really your thing, try a new piece of media. If you love, I'm a big movie buff. I'm sure you guys are big movie buffs as well as I am. Go watch a movie that you haven't you, you've been dying to watch. Go watch your favorite director. Go watch your favorite writer. If you're, you know, a visual person, I'm a visual person. Go watch YouTube. Get heavy into YouTube. Get heavy into this. If you listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts. You know, there's always something to take that creative block and make it from the Great Wall of China mm-hmm. to that baby gate. So eventually yeah. it just becomes a, a, 
a line in the sand. You're just like, oh, this ain't nothing. I could, I could trip over this. You know, okay. it's size, yeah. scale, and scope. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that every now and then, remind yourself to step away. Step away. Oh, so the ability to step away is step away. Like I step away from Sean every all all the time. I'm like, I'm like, no, Sean. He's I'm stepping away. Now. He's about to do it right now. I'm stepping away, Sean. <laughs> I'm stepping away. No, in, in all seriousness, that that's a another great yeah. piece of advice because I've away. had you know days where you're neck deep in just the same monotony and the same thing, and you're like, why is this not working? It's because you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the definition of insanity. You're gonna drive yourself crazy doing the same exact thing it's like it's like you guys play video games try to beat that one boss that you can't beat mm. how did we all beat that boss we were like ah oh, we threw the controller we took a break we took a lap we came back to it later yeah. and what happened on the first go we were like that was mad easy why was that so easy because we got frustrated we we're so in that moment trying to get it right and trying to do all the things that we couldn't do it and and that's where the burnout comes from. Is just yeah. it's like you said with your with your stream. Like you you you're pushing out this content, and then you just get to a point that you're like, I enjoy the audience. I enjoy what I do. But if I don't put myself first, then you're not going to get. I can't do this. I can't give you quality. Right. You know. Oh, you're just going to keep getting quantity, and you're not going to get quality. You said you said on our show the other day, it's fast food versus like good five-star quality meals mm-hmm. so. don't get them started on that please no no no, no. we're going to be saving that for uh tone <laughs> for tone we're going to be saving oh that, it's going to uh, be tone's piece okay yeah, is that tone i think it's tone never saving that for uh but sean why are you so quiet sean i've been quiet because i honestly hearing you guys talk about it um basically encapsula- encapsulates what that feeling is see my di- mm-hmm. my my role was completely different Right. My inspirations or lack thereof or motivations or lack thereof was of the environment around me. Okay. Right. And Charles knows this. Um, mm-hmm. My original environment, I was in a basement apartment, very drab, very dreary. Um, we were there for many years and it just the apartment being in that apartment was just draining. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I in my job, my job is very draining in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, especially during certain times of the year where we're trying to get motivated, trying to work. And then that's when the job is like, oh, I need you to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Um, In between those times, yes, I have those motivations. I have those inspirations where I'm like, okay, let me write a script. Let me write this stuff out, you know, bust it out. And then I give it to Charles and let him handle it from thereafter. Um, But after a while, the, the everything I would do both jobs both get geektopian scripts as well as my regular job at the job because i felt like i could do the most work there that became overwhelming yeah absolutely okay so having you know, a space that isn't uh it's hard now with the pandemic to not have like you on top of yourself with mm-hmm. work and where everything you do uh, especially for most people who work from at home but like have a space that can exist for each thing that you do yeah. So I was actually going to go further into that because once the pandemic hit, that's when my quote, my motivation changed. And, you know, Charles knows this. Right. It changed from being creative to being sane. 
to being having a safe space, having a place to for yourself. Yeah. So I literally, literally used the 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 pandemic to find a new apartment, right? And that's literally where the motive my my motivation shifted to, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, once you have that goal, once you have that driven goal, and you start making plans to drive towards that goal, it's the destination, not the journey, right? It's the journey, not the destination. Sometimes in this case, the journey led to the destination, and oh, yeah. that's what made things better. You know, I'm in a better place. We actually got a couple of episodes done, right? And you know, we wrote I wrote a couple more scripts. Then, of course, once again, the creative blocks hit when it comes to work because now work, especially working from home, that comes to that point where you don't have that isolation anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Much like when I was doing both things at work, now I'm doing both things at home. Yeah, that could so, be Yeah. Being So in the thick of it with your own funk, with your own this, with your on top of right. You're on, you feel like you're on top of yourself and you don't even want yeah. to be with yourself yeah. right now. So yeah. we're coming we're coming to close to that time. So I don't want to close off just all just you on try this, get, you trying to get rid of me? You trying to kick, no, you're trying to kick not, me out? I thought it was your favorite. I thought it was your favorite. That's rude. No, that's sorry. rude. No love. You you know you are. All right, uh, but no. So if 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 I could end this one on 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 just some uh, on on a positive, if each of us could give a positive, to it, I will say that one thing that I've here in the creative space that I think really works in this, uh, when coming out of like that block, is start with a step. Uh, if you want to write, buy a notebook. If you don't have a notebook, that's a step. Uh, if you need pens, buy a pen. Uh, write a letter, one letter. Yeah. You know, like, um, with me writing scripts, like, or, or learning to write scripts, like a lot of times it's just me sitting there. I break the format and I write a dialogue first. And then from the dialogue, I write the actions out. How would this this play out? But start somewhere. Uh, one of the panels during Embion con, I think it was the comic writers panel. Somebody was saying like, you know, something that they don't tell what, something that people don't tell you i'm butchering this uh when it comes to like getting into comics and stuff like that is just start somewhere draw a character you know draw a panel um the the other the second thing to this before i pass the baton is to sean like even with sean like for myself my weekends Sometimes my friends, and I think my friends understand a little bit more now, where they'll be like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, I can't. Because me working five days a week, yes, I use the weekends to rest. But I also say, you know what? I'm going to dedicate at least two to three hours on this Saturday and two to three hours on Sunday to SketchFed. So it may not be full productions. It may be uh, okay, how on Sundays I'll say, okay, how can I dedicate three hours? I might say, okay, there's some movies that I've been wanting to watch to study, and that and that energy is there. And I'll have a notebook and I'll take mental notes. Oh, I like these shot lists, or uh, kind of like your suggestion with watching YouTube. I'll say, okay, you know, I'm gonna start following this person because they have some really really good pointers, but. It's it's kind of about starting somewhere or like, okay, you know what? Uh Sean sent me some stuff to read. I need to read this and come up with a plant game plan for us to film this. Or I'll do that during Saturday. I'll do that during Sunday. And 
I'll kind of grow from there and, and just take steps. So to your point, Law, like don't rush to get to the end, just take steps. You're whatever you're working on, it's going to come out and it's going to be even better. I think it's going to be even better because in taking those steps and identifying what you're doing, you're going to be able to see like, okay, I am growing. I'm, I'm putting out more, I'm creating more. But lastly, don't forget that as you're taking those steps and you're creating, you're creating and you're putting out stuff, take a break, step away from it, give it enough time to, to, to just sit and formulate and then come back to it with fresh eyes, with fresh hands, you know, with a fresh mentality. Oh, that was beautifully said. Yeah, beautifully said. Beautiful. Now, if I had, yeah. if I had the, if I had the if I had the priest outfit on the, the, oh. the jerry curls, you know, that would have been a <laughs> sealed the deal, man. That yeah. that would have been perfect. That, that would have been, been that would have been no, the gospel. Yeah, we so. would have been testified. Oh, yes, so. yes, sir. Um, I'll piggyback off of that and I'll say uh, something that, that actually Tommy told me, uh, where I started getting uh, burnt out and started feeling like you know I'm running out of that creative juice. Mm-hmm. was do for yourself sometimes as creatives and especially creatives who are so easily um fixated on jumping from project to project and you know hobby to hobby and interest to interest we forget that not all of them need to turn into the things that make us money or make us you know uh become a project you know what i mean not everything that we do for self and for the love of it needs to be a hobby needs to be or sorry needs to be something that becomes work um and with that i'll say like you know he he said it in in a space where like he said not every show not every game and not everything that you do needs to be something you talk about on the podcast needs to be something you 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 stream sometimes just play a game just for the sake of playing a game and have that for you Mm -hmm. um it also uh, plays into uh something i heard on peter mckinnon's channel is uh, or it, or it might have been someone else. It might have been um, Lizzie Pierce, where it, uh, one of them. Uh, they might have said it on, on each other's podcast, but it was do one for you and then do one for them. Okay. As as creatives, uh, who especially when you're trying to put out work and you're trying to put out stuff to you know the world and and start your creative journey, it's hard to try to remember that not only. Did this start because you love this and you chose to share it with the world, but you did it purely because of love. Simple as that. You would not do this to the capacity that you're doing it if you did not love and care about it the way you do. The fact that you chose to pivot and transition this into something that you want to share with the world, beautiful thing, amazing thing. But sometimes... Sometimes you need it for yourself. Just have things that you do for the sake of you. If yeah. you do choose to do it, let's say you know you guys have an episode where it doesn't quite fit the Geektopians theme, right? Mm-hmm. But it's one for you guys. You guys just wanted to do it because you guys felt like it would be a cool topic or a cool thing to do. That'd be like me playing a video game just for the sake of me and not for the sake of my audience. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to do for you. And with that, also keep in mind that you gotta put yourself first a few times. That's you gotta true. you gotta understand that we are all people going through a, a very crazy time right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and while I think one of you said it on our show that it, this is going to be the coming of a new renaissance uh, for creatives, uh, which I firmly, firmly believe that it is, um, I think that we have to remember to like take a step back, like Charlie said, check in with yourself and have that recharge and be able to perform because this is something that we love to do in any creative field. You're going to put a hundred ten percent of yourself guaranteed, especially if it's something that you love. Yeah. Some days are hard. Yeah. So some days do what Charlie does yep. three hours here, three hours there, call it a day. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to take your time on the train, do it on the train, but do not forget to take the break, get the rest yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not worry so much about the numbers and the, and the this and that, because at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to take away from that beautiful project that you want to put out. Yeah. Right. Um, to follow up what you're saying is just a little extra piece. And this is something that I had to deal with personally. Um, don't feel guilty when you walk away. Cause a lot of people tend to feel guilty or feel like, do they deserve to walk away? Did they do enough to be like, I deserve a vacation. I deserve a break. I deserve, you know, don't feel that guilt. That is something that Mm -hmm. I had to personally learn myself, right? Whether I had to become with the script writing or even with the job, because recently, very recently, I was asking people like, yo, do I deserve to go on this vacation? Do I deserve to go? Because have I done enough? Have I done or does because I know more work has to be done. Damn, right. So like when as a creative individual, if you need that break, if you need to go on vacation, if you just need to go out there by yourself, go into like a pier or like a park or something and just sit there and do nothing. Do not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Do not feel pressured, even if it's by your own self. Stop feeling pressured that your work will not go undone. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter what, the work will get done. The work will, even if it's not by you, the work will get done. Right? You have if you're working with a team, another team member will get that done for you because they know you needed that break. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're working with yourself, you already know, look, this is killing me right now, both physically, mentally, emotionally, right? This is where the creative burnout comes in. This is killing me. Maybe I need time away. Maybe I need to just sit on the beach or something if it's the summer or sit on a pile of snow if it's the winter, right? And just be there and just and just smile and enjoy it, right? And then when I come back, I will feel rejuvenated and then plan. So, yeah, that's just my uh, extra piece to that. You mm-hmm. know, don't feel guilty for stepping away because no matter what, it's always for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a great quote that my father gave me once that says, try to find time to make some time to take some time. Yeah, mm. that's good. That's deep. And like of all the things that he said that that was one of the first things that I like, I started doing a thing um, recently where I took quotes that like really stuck to stuck out to me. I started putting them on uh, my calendar board and that's one of the first ones that I was just like, yeah, gotta remember Um, to take some time. Even better uh, to tag onto that. My roommate, uh, and I didn't realize how positive it is. 
there's a company out there. I got to find it that you can they'll you can get quotes that you can stick onto your wall. And that's really good. Like if you have them in like different areas of the house, like when you're walking in and you, it's mm-hmm. the first thing you see, I think that definitely helps. Um, yeah. Before we wrap up, I'm going to add this one last one because I feel like there's a there's a there's a particular audience that we're always overlooking. Um, this isn't really for those in their 20s or early to mid 30s. This is for people in their mid 30s and up. It is never too late to start. Mm. It is never mm. too late. I say this because I, and I guess this is me uh, uh, testifying shortly. Yes, sir. Um, I, on my uh, vision board, w- will become a filmmaker in my own right. I am turning 40. And although my background is in uh, mixed medium and animation, um, sometimes, no, more often than not, I have to say to myself, kind of what Sean is saying, not in the sense of do I deserve, but the reverse. I am. I'm not entitled to become a filmmaker. I am not entitled to anything that I want, but I will work hard to obtain the things that I want. So it is not too late. If We said this many times on, on uh, Nerds Around. We said it on uh, in Beyond. Um, just uh, start somewhere. Start somewhere. But no matter what your age is. You'd be surprised. Uh, A lot of the times the people who feel like they're starting late are probably more ahead of the game than they think they are. I have definitely have insight yeah, and everything. Like life has given you so much experience that mm-hmm. maybe your 20 year old self wasn't going to get that. Maybe yeah. your 20 year old self couldn't process and understand what it took to get to where you want to go. And it mm-hmm. took your 35 year old self, 40 year old self to be like, this is what I needed to get mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been yeah. appreciative of that when I got there. I wouldn't be able to do it when I got there because I didn't have the time or the, the mental capacity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That so, actually, yeah. Um, so let me hit that sponsor before we get out of here. Uh, this lovely advice was brought to you by Latin Lover Speedos. If you're looking for something to be on the beach, oh, we're or not at sponsored by his, by, his, by his calendar anymore. Or, or at no, the, the calendar is going to be sponsoring next year. Right. It's a 2022 calendar. So or okay, at the okay, poolside, okay. you can get yourself a great pair of the Latin Lover Speedos. They come in neon pink. Um, lavish does it cost more if, if, if he wore them already you know uh, no apparently uh, there's every, a thing for those guys every, apparently there's a fetish for that listen every you gotta pair, have them wear them first <laughs> every pair of latin lover speedos comes with sean luke's face and his famous smile all right and and for uh, additional 4.99 he will sign each he will sign it so you can get your very first pair which, wait, what's that? I, I got What's that? I, I gotta work with you on marketing, man. Like, you gotta have tears <laughs> to this. Have them wear them for a, for a little extra, little extra sum. That's gonna be the Patreon. Have, That's gonna have, be the Patreon uh, rewards. A little bit of Latin love, a spice for, sprinkled in there. For ninety, for nine ninety nine, uh, we send you every month, uh, five new designs of the Latin lover speedos. I want to know where the hell you are gonna get these designs from. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. 
don't give worry. yo don't oh, give charlie don't the don't give him the runway <laughs> he won't run oh, don't worry. all right ladies and gentlemen uh Oh man, you know what? Oh gee, do we have time? All right, we, we got a few minutes. Yeah. Uh gee, just just a few you minutes. You guys right. have me as long as you want to this, have me. This is a very long. I think we it's very rare we do a two-hour episode, but once again, you're you're the favorite. Is this okay? Uh this is episode 39 of G's Freaky Podcast. So we're we're coming straight out. Um, we didn't get to talk about it, but I do want to talk about this before we send you off. Towels by law yes. YouTube channel. Towels by law. I said it right because you know I missed the S the first time around. <laughs> tell us, please tell us about this because I don't think we've really dived into like your level or your medium of creativity. Uh, we talked about you uh, um, with Nerds of the Round, but let's dive there. Uh, yes, I am a creative storyteller, multimedia artist. I uh, the art of storytelling is the abbreviated version. Uh, or Tales by Law is the abbreviated version of the art of storytelling by law. That is me. Um, I do filmmaking photography. That's where I kind of got the start uh, for the most part. Uh, then delved into writing. Well, it's funny because I've always been a writer, but I delved mm -hmm. more into writing as a part of this production company, if you will, that I'm, that I'm uh, putting together um, recently with a book that should be releasing within the next few weeks, next month, I want to say. Um, and the Tiles by Law YouTube channel has a lot of my uh, early work. I'm still working on getting more stuff up there. Like I said, the pandemic kind of put a halt to that, so I had to rework and reimagine some things on that end. Um, there is my Twitch channel, because I love storytelling and video games so that's the perfect place for me to enjoy and relax and stress out sometimes with uh with those um and then there is my podcast the uh art of storytelling podcast with has i want to say three seasons we're currently mid third season of what's your story um mm. the elevator pitch of that is my story is only as good as the people who help shape it so i usually pull on people that i've known i love and i met and you know what have you and have crossed paths with me and had a major influence on my life somehow and um this season i've had my nephew i've had uh, atlas and i've had my mentor rich uh which mm -hmm. is a great time so far have a couple more guests um coming up that i just uh, recently booked um it's been a good time it's i've actually met people who've listened to my podcast before i met them so it was like they were like Oh, this is your podcast? I've heard it before. And I was like, what? And then I had them on the uh, on the episode, like a couple episodes after that. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, okay. I am a creative of all kinds. I love, uh, you know, games of all kinds. I'm a board gamer, video gamer, uh, D&D player now, a part of the Medusa Cascade podcast. Um, the filmmaking photography always plays into the, either the YouTube or the Instagram and now a little bit more with some of the series that I have going on in my head that I'll eventually make YouTube um, and TikTok. But also the uh, photography is going to play into the book that I'm putting out. It's oh, going yeah. to be uh, 15 poems, 15, po 15 poems and 15 photos, um, not including the cover, which is another photo. So that would wow. be pretty dope. Wow. So my, my last question to you, uh, 
<laughs> the Geetopians want to know um, when are we going to collab on a video? When when are we going to I have so I'm going to need when are we going so, to collab. We are going to collab very soon cuz I I'm already in the process of I'm not even like fully fin- finished with uh, book one and I have the ideas for book two okay. and um, book two is going to be a more multifaceted um, kind of thing where it would be um, not just the photo and the poetry component or a short story um, because we will be delving into more short stories at that point. Um, but also a little bit of video components for it. So that for sure, I want to do more with uh, Edward Reed because I feel like we've, we, we talked about potential there, right? Right. We danced around the idea and I myself wasn't in the headspace for all that at the moment. And then now with book two, I'll show you guys the, you know, behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll show you guys the preliminary uh, scripts and stuff Mm -hmm. and stuff that I've been writing and working on, and it should be coming soon. told you right now, we're just missing an actor. We are missing the actor to play. He refuses to play his own character. So uh, so if I'm playing myself, you are playing yourself too. We're, we're. Yeah. See, you you come with a different set of problems yeah. than I do because you are both Edward, you are both Red. I yeah. am not all the voices in my own head. Ooh. Yeah. So, jeez, put me on blast, damn! I should have. Asked I do it. Question. I do it because I care. I do it because I love you. I know. I know. What's it's okay. And I, and don't worry. To do don't worry. It, 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 that's right. If uh, Sean acts up, don't worry. Yeah, we have what? an application. Act up. We have we have an application, you know. We have a excuse me, idea. excuse me. I have an application, don't worry. Carl I'll, Blackman I'll, has Carl Blackman still, has been still vibing. You cut off his singing, sir. I know he, I'll, he I'll does vibing. that all the time, man. Oh, I'm 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 sorry about that. <laughs> oh no, I apologize about that. I, I didn't mean okay, he's back. Wow, you all right, Law. Son of my bitch. Yeah. All right, Law. It, it was, was great was having great you time, on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we had a good whenever. we had a good shoot the shit hour, and then we had a good serious hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right. sure. So we are going to catch you again. Uh, we're going to definitely have you back on the show. Um, for sure. Because it's a blast having you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch T- Law uh, at Nerds of the Round uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, mbeyond.com. YouTube, uh, Facebook, or Twitch uh, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. You can catch me on mm-hmm. Nerds of the Round. And then every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, you can catch me on Twitch at uh, Tiles by Law with Pew 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 with Law and Crew. Oh, okay. ha, 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 pew pew pew. I love That's it. Right. So Law, we're gonna send you to the green room for a second so we can close out. All right. All right. Peace bye, out, Law. guys. Love you. I appreciate y'all. All right. Ah, oh, see, that was great. All right. So the first guest uh for our live uh episode 39. You hear that, Sean? We're at episode 39. Whew, we yeah. are we were That's 11 away from 50. Yeah, we got this. We got we this. We got this. We do. Got I don't know if we're gonna make it by 2022, but we got this. Yeah. Any anything you want to put to close out? Uh, no. Just um, guys, check out the Geektopians YouTube channel. Check mm-hmm. out Sketchfed Studios YouTube channel. Right. Make sure you check us out at SketchfedStudios.com, mm-hmm. where we have this podcast, other podcasts that we have done, other TV shows that we have done. Right. And you know, just give us some and love. Think, show some I love. Think- 
I think you have a live coming up next week, right? Or no? Uh, I have a live coming up. We're going to announce the date on our, we're going to announce the date on all our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch channels, not Twitch, uh, Twitter channels. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, here's a, here's a surprise that I'm going to put out there, uh, for the first, uh, for the next two months, uh, if you reach out to us, we will do an ad for you to promote your, your comic books, your music, we will do an ad. Uh, so reach out to us at uh, studio team at sketchfed.com and we will plug an ad for you for free uh, for two months. Um, uh, all of this is selected. Um, so yeah, let's go with that. Uh, once again, I'm Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And as always, uh, we are out of here. Stay geek.